listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we are for yet another edition. Ah, yes, you can hear that. Uh, excited. We're, 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 it's, uh, we're, we're, watching, uh, we're watching the entire bar where we're at is watching the Edmonton Oilers game, and Edmonton just scored, thus the horn. The horn, but I didn't get a chance to finish my sentence. This is Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton, coming to you live from said first round restaurant in downtown Edmonton. We're right next to McEwen. Did you know that? I know that. Yeah, welcoming JP. I graduated from Grant McEwen. Did you? A couple of Grant McCune alumni in here, yeah. Hey, and our, uh, our, uh, our man at the helm of all the media gear in the back is, uh, is Jamie. Jamie, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you guys doing? We're, we're fantastic, fantastic, too. Episode I've number two for me here. The guest. 22 for you, boys. 22 for us, two for you. And the guest in today, our trainer extraordinaire, <laughs> Jose Jimenez. How's yes. it going, guys? How's it going? Very well, very well. So, uh, yeah, Jose's in the mix, and uh, we'll talk all about Jose's life and career in, in the world of being a trainer and helping oh physio his way through athletes and Just athletic therapy. <laughs> athletic therapy, remember Athletic that. therapy, we'll yeah, remember yeah. that. But first things first, I must talk about season tickets. Tonight is, uh, especially for you live people, it's obviously February 28th that we're doing this live portion. It is the last day to get your hands on season's tickets for FC Edmonton Games and be able to claim one of the famous third jerseys uh, from said season's tickets. Those are quite famous um, jerseys. So yeah. you need to get yeah. your hands Infamous. on those. And the people to talk to, uh, Christine Penner, you can give her a shout. And I'm throwing out phone numbers here. I'm going to do it slowly. 780-901-1597. That's Christine's number. I'll give it to you again. 780-901-1597. She can help you out with uh, season's tickets as well as... Uh, Carlos Herrera. Carlos Herrera. No All right, so uh, no, no relationship. No, no relationship no, he's almost out there as well, actually. <laughs> so. But the Carlos is also in the sales department at FC Edmonton. It can help you out for sure. His phone number is 780-233-0288. Again, 780-233-0288. So get on those phones. Call for your season's tickets. Get that third jersey uh, that's available tonight only. It's the last night you can get in on this one. Um, our, our office hours, our offices are closed, but if you can get a hold of these two prior to them going to sleep, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on their office phone uh, numbers, which office is closed. Yeah, no, those exactly. are mobile numbers. Those are those cell phone, phone numbers. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can hit them up on that's those cell phone creepy. numbers we just gave you, gave you then, uh, <laughs> then for sure you're in on it, okay? And if you buy four seasons tickets, you get free VIP parking, which is always handy at the stadium during That's game clutch, days. Yeah. Remembering, games are now on Friday nights, Saturday nights, as well as the uh, the odd Sunday afternoons. But the Friday Saturday nights are going to be a lot of fun. What do you uh, think of that? Yeah, that's pretty I, awesome. I, I think it's if, I think it's awesome. Is it going to make a difference for you, therapy wise? Not therapy wise, no. But I mean, I think the atmosphere will definitely be get, getting better, and for sure. And obviously, the atmosphere afterwards as well is going to be yeah, it's going to be more. Exciting. Well, we're all looking mm-hmm. forward to those night games. Yeah. I, I love an under the lights game. So this uh, show's still one hour tonight, right? This is one hour. So yes, I, I feel like we've just started like a whole telethon just happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, Sorry, uh, uh, if they want to send money in. I mean, uh, I'll <laughs> take once it. we hit a thousand tickets, yeah. we're we going put all my the phone way number out there, too, up. Yeah. I just uh, we're we're not used to actually throwing out the uh, throwing 
phone up phone numbers. So uh, yeah, hey, like that's mobile phone numbers. <laughs> well, I had to do it. It's uh, it's it was what we thought we were going to do. <laughs> Anybody needs office. to be treated yeah. for a knee injury. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Jose's problem. phone maybe, number. Maybe, maybe, we, maybe we should be sharing Jose's phone number. Let's not. Let's get to our guest immediately. Oh, actually, first, just just before Jose, what are you holding in your hand there, boys? What do you got in your hand? Why don't you turn oh, the lettering yeah, a certain correct. way? We're we, we in Edmonton here, especially at the FC Edmonton crew, need to know who the man in charge or lady in charge of yeah. uh, bringing Guinness into the city. Yeah, who's the And, and we're asking that because we drink a lot of Guinness. We want to meet you. And we want to yeah. meet the person in charge. If we can help you out, let us know. Okay. I also like boats. So if anybody's into boats, yeah. contact me. Yeah, that's that's great. Okay, so uh, as, we, as we move yeah. on to uh, shopping, yeah. our guest, our special guest, Jose. And of course, we're, we're going to have some fun with Jose because we've uh, known him for as long as we have. But let's, let's start it off. What... what what got you into wanting to be into athletic therapy? Athletic therapy. Yeah. It's the same uh, question you asked Mark last week. He's an athletic therapist yeah. as well? Yeah. No, he's, <laughs> no, he's not. What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway. are you, is your mic even on? Uh, yeah. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Um, Let us know. Well, uh, I've, always, I've always loved sports, and it's all sports too. And uh, I've always had, um, I've always wanted to work in medicine as well when I was younger. And I was actually, it was a grade 10 PE uh, teacher who introduced me to athletic uh, therapy. He was the athletic trainer for the Seattle Supersonics back in the day, actually. Oh. So he said, and I told him what kind of what I had thought of taking in university. And he said, well, have you ever heard of athletic therapy? And this is what I did and kind of told me a little about it. And then um, I, I researched it and I found a good program at a University of Calgary and I immediately liked it. So um, I enrolled, got accepted and... The rest is history, I guess. The rest is history? What were your thoughts on... Because uh, you, you worked with the Dinos, did you not, for yeah, a little bit? Yeah, the football out of, team? Out of, uh, I worked with their basketball team, their football team, and uh, their track and field team. Now, what was it like working? Because, I mean, I, I've uh, I've had an opportunity, obviously, I've coached many years in CIS and... Uh, well, in the CIS, basically, and the yeah. NAIA. Long and I, 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 well, I was trying to, for some reason uh, at my age, I couldn't remember NAIA for some reason. But uh, so there were a lot of therapists that came through to help us, um, athletic therapists as well as uh, you know other people that aren't athletic therapists. Okay. <laughs> but uh, so I, I just having a lot of the younger, you know, student body type people coming out and working with the sessions. Did you did you just grow with that? Did you find? What was going on? <laughs> Hang on. What is going on here? You guys digress. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. You guys aren't helping me out at all. You just had such an uncle fuck moment. That's all I could think about was John Candy. Make a, a comment, that little laugh, and then another comment. Anyhow, sorry. 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 What was your question? Uh, question. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like being a therapist? <laughs> uh, no, I enjoy it. And I mean, yeah. the CIS is a great league, and the schools do a really good job about bringing uh, student uh, student. Um, Students, I guess, into the field, different fields, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, <laughs> he's crying. Um, I definitely had to learn as as you went on because the, the way our program worked at the time, we did an EMR course. <laughs> we did an EMR course. So when I first started working with the basketball team, 
You know this is live. You know that, right? We're live on Facebook. We got late, you go all the way till the end of the first segment to take a break. You know what? Yeah, we don't take a break till the first segment's over. Here. Twenty minutes in. That's uh, just trying to get you going here, buddy. Yeah, I know. So no, so we took an EMR course, and so when I first started working with their basketball team, I really didn't have any AT knowledge. So and actually, on day one, we had a bad ankle sprain, so I started freaking out quite a bit. Like, what do I do now? So. But no, they do a good a good job in guiding you in and, and you know easing yourself into things, and they give you a, like a mentor as well, like a, and then obviously one who's a professor, but all, another one who's another student who's been there for a year already. So that definitely helped. And then you just grow with it. Yeah, the more you see, the more you get to learn, the more you experience, and and then you just start picking things up. And obviously, as you're taking more courses, you just uh, then start knowing what to do when yeah. you come across certain situations. So so how soon out of college or university did you end up? coming to Edmonton to work with FC because you were one of the first staff members were you yeah, not I'm actually, who was part of this uh, incarnation yeah, of uh, pro soccer in Edmonton yeah I, I came in in April 2011 so only second to Andreas here um, um, it, I, so it was almost a year almost a year out of school so wow. I graduated um, June of 2010 mm-hmm. and then came here April 2011 now is that is that uh, is that something that is hop happens often or is that luck that you got into it think, just timing yeah or? i think it was a bit definitely a bit of luck um just you know they always say it's just kind of who you know mm-hmm. um getting you into these roles and then this this definitely did kind of just fall on my lap and i'm really grateful for it um but uh yeah so it was a bit of luck i guess timing kind of just worked out i was in a in a role in the clinic in calgary that i could easily uh, move on from I didn't have too many long ties to that, so um, it was an easy move and definitely a position that I always wanted to be in. Yeah, and I mean, it's uh, obviously working in professional sports, period. It's the same with me, and I'm sure it's the same with you guys. It's uh, kind of a special feeling to be part of something of this nature and and just... To be able to earn money as a, as a Canadian in this sport in particular, whether it's as an athletic therapist, uh, a, a team manager, coaches, um, it's, it's, it's a bit of a privilege to be part of something oh, like definitely. this. And, uh, actually my question for Jose really yeah. was um, because there's only four pro soccer teams <coughs> and there's only so many CFL teams and, and, and NHL teams, whatever. So to be a professional uh, in your occupation is not the easiest thing to... to to achieve, I guess. So, I mean, if there's anyone listening that wants to get to that line of work, and, and there seems to be quite an interest for it, so what would you recommend? Like, how does someone go through the steps to get into uh, to get into a professional environment? And really, what skill set do you? Because you and I talk tons on periodization yeah, and on an athlete recovery, and and that's becoming so important nowadays. And uh, we saw an example of that yesterday with Leicester Liverpool. The the damage that can happen when you overtrain athletes and, and work mm-hmm. them too hard and, and there's no recovery. So so that's becoming you and I are always talking about it. So for for someone else coming into the environment, Jose, you know, what type of what type of skill set do they need to have uh, and what opportunities are going to be there for them? Well, as an athletic therapist, I guess it kinda goes with, with your guys' roles as well. It, it, this job is, is it's not for everyone. It's it's tough because you're you're working on evenings, you're working on weekends, you're working on holidays. Our busy seasons during the summer when everyone else is going for vacation. So you gotta you gotta be mentally strong in that sense and being able to sacrifice a lot that maybe other people don't sacrifice. Uh, and you have to have a good support system. So you know, without my family and my friends and you guys, I definitely wouldn't be able to do that. So you have to be aware of what you're getting yourself into first off, and then. You'll fall in love with the career, definitely. Yeah. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, 
But honestly, it's just getting yourself out there, getting yourself known, volunteering, working out, get, picking up gigs when you can. Because like, like it for me, you never know when something's gonna something's gonna pop up and they'll remember you, or they'll yeah. say, or you'll drop a resume and you'll be like, oh, actually, so and so worked with us this one camp or this one weekend and did a really great job. So right. um, it's, it's it's just that it's that perseverance and mental fortitude, I think, is what what helps a lot in our industries mm-hmm. just because like you said there aren't very many jobs or opportunities and when they pop up you want to make sure you stand out in that sense um, because when you look at the applicants when you do have a job opening a lot of them are qualified and you know that they'll do the job and they do a job well but right. then it's just that the other the other side of things it's not the you know not the, not the knowledge side of things it's more the the person can you do they fit well within the team? Do they you know are they a good a good person? Are they mm-hmm. a good hard worker? Do they kind of go above and beyond? And yeah. it's those side of things that people tend to forget, and maybe they focus on periodization or focus on all the science aspects. But so do a lot of other people, and they don't actually sure. focus on themselves. I think is is a part where um, people don't think about. And and the other thing is. Coaches and managers, some may want one thing and another thing may want another. So if you're right. specializing too much on one side, maybe you're closing yourself, closing some doors on, on other managers yeah. who aren't looking for that, you sure. know. So you do have to try and keep an open mind to a lot of different ideas and mm-hmm. um, coaching tactics and, and whatnot. Who's the first person you treated? First player? On FC? On FC. Kyle Yamada. Kyle Yamada. Yeah, broken yeah, nose. Broken oh, yeah. yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. unorthodox. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. He, uh, it was during the uh, TFC game, the um, okay. in Commonwealth, yeah. the uh, what's it called, Canadian Championship. Canadian Championship. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that was my first game with you guys, and we actually had to uh, came off with a bleeding nose, and we fixed it, we patched it up, and then afterwards, obviously, found it was broken. broken? <laughs> Tough well. to determine, or was it actually coming out the side of his cheek? No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. Wasn't it that was bad. a small fracture, but um, but definitely, like he was able to get play and and, and then go back on. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Um, speaking of injuries, we were talking. Actually, there was a question that came in. Did you see it? Was it from your yeah. uh, your Twitter account about? Yeah, uh, yeah about no, he sent it. Uh, he sent it to our uh, our team account. Um, okay, uh, Dave Ch. Uh, he's actually. He's, uh, I gotta say, from a media perspective, he's one of the first people every single time to retweet or favorite one of our tweets. Uh, shout out to Thank him. You, Dave. But, um, David CH, uh, you're the man. Dave CH, he asks, uh, what is the process to determine that a player is fit enough to return from an injury? Um, so, it's, it's not just myself. I can't give myself the credit. Uh, we work with uh, Brandon Salters, our other athletic therapist on the team. Uh, Christina Lee, she's a physiotherapist who uh, we brought on last year. So, as a team, we, we do work together to try and get these guys fit in as quick as we can. Um, so to determine when they're fit to return back to training or back to gameplay, um, we go through a, a kind of a step process. We do preseason screening as well, functional testing and fitness testing. If we need to, we can retest those uh, those tests to see if their scores are at least at the level where they came into, if it's a significant injury. Um, typically, if it's a... You know, that's that's when you're coming back from a long, long-term injury. If you're coming back from a, a sprain, a strain, something like that, usually we rehab them, um, and then we start doing kind of more like sport-specific testing on the sideline, get them going through drills, get them going through the movements that they're, that they're going to be doing on field, but in a controlled environment, so outside of the training uh, training grounds, basically. And then we start incorporating them slowly into training. So usually you have them non-contact or as a neutral player in a possession drill. Um, if they start doing well, no issues, then we start involving them in half contacts or maybe limit the amount of minutes they're playing or 
how much they're training. And then we slowly start graduating them that way. And then same thing when they're getting ready for the games. Usually, well, myself, we'll talk with the coaching staff. You know, he's ready to get into a game, but maybe only for the last five or ten minutes. And then maybe for the last half hour. And then maybe, okay, now I think we're ready to start. You can get him 60 minutes out of this guy. And then at that point, it kind of becomes more of a fitness issue than uh, an injury issue once we get to that point in the road. Right. But it's definitely a, a process. And it's a whole, the whole medical side of the team that, that really pitches in for that. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that uh, over the last year, year or two, I mean, it's one thing to have, you know, yourself in the, in the mix and a, and a second, uh, second guy isn't salty who's, who's helping out. But the, the external staff that you have that we've been working with the last couple of years has been fantastic. It's, yeah, it's been, it's been really great. We're quite fortunate to, uh, to get them on um, every year, you know, just trying to improve. Um, the medical side of things, so it's also used as a recruitment tools. From what I see, that we've we've got access to yeah. these guys, and they do this. This is their background. So if guys are unsure about, oh, they don't know where Edmonton is, and they don't know what kind of resources we have, maybe it puts their mind at ease a little bit. But yeah, definitely we have uh, Dr. Alan Jeffels, who's our chiropractor. Uh, you worked wonders today. Yeah, you did oh, see him yeah. today, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's Fixed at you. All Sport Health. Fixed me. Yeah. Um, Dr. Terry DeFetis, obviously the Glen State Clinic has been great. She's been with us for three years now, I yeah. think. Now, yeah. Yeah. Um, Doc Fantastic. Wagner before that. Um, Michael Cook and his strength and conditioning staff as well has, has been fantastic with the guys. I think starting to finally get some results. You know that, that takes some time, but yeah. we're getting results now. So and Christine helping out and as Christina, well. Christina, yeah, she's yeah. she's she's great. Yeah. So I mean that, that that's goes to last year where I, I don't think. I think that was one of the years where we had the least amount of injuries I based so. on all yeah. uh, aspects of what you've just talked about coming together from the strength and conditioning to to all the sort of free maintenance beforehand. Maintenance, and exactly. Injury, injury yeah. prevention. Prehab, stuff really. That, um, Prehab, yeah. That they do every day. Yeah. And I think it was, um, like, I think we still had our, our, our injuries, our fair share of injuries, but it was definitely the best year in terms of long-term injuries. Right. You know, I don't think we had a player missing for... You know, so minimized for sure in that, in that regard. Yeah. So, so, so speaking of injuries, what's the and, and I'm I'm just going out there. I mean, we've all seen pictures and horrific accidents and stuff like that. <laughs> what's the what's the what's the most? I mean, I know that I'm not trying to be gruesome here, but what's the no, what's the worst you've had to deal definitely with? Definitely get that question a lot, actually. Yeah. And, and my brothers know because they they're I wouldn't say they're squeamish, but they don't like looking at those videos. But yeah. they know that yeah. I do, so they'll, they'll always forward them on to me. But. Um, I can only think of, of two, really. One being uh, someone you we all know is Lance Parker, uh, oh, our yeah, first yeah, year at Field. See, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't no, there. No, you that. weren't here. That was 2011. I was at that game. Yeah, was yeah at. He, uh, that was Etienne Barbera, I believe, for was Carolina, it? who yeah. undercut him when he went up for a ball, punched the ground to try and catch his, his uh, try and uh, catch himself, and broke a broke a bone. Yeah, the bone somewhere. came out of the arm, man. Yeah, it did. And then he went back in. So when we when we got to him, it actually couldn't see the bone anymore. But oh. it was definitely a puncture wound. And then the X-ray after that was horrific. The amount of damage, yeah, damage and bone shatters, and it was it was something else. And then I actually went to go visit him the next day after surgery, and he was just so out of it. It kind of puts you back in the place. You're like, you know, we're you know, for, you don't always think like. When you're healthy, you know, you're not very yeah. thankful for that. And when you see those type of things, it makes you think otherwise. Well, I mean, yeah, a guy like Lance Parker will rehab the you oh, know, one was, out of that. And yeah. he's a guy who actually can come back from oh, something. Oh, and he did. And he did. Such a, I mean, he did. He's such but, a good pro. But yeah. the, the, the whole thing that, that freaks me out is to think, do you, do you have what it takes to come back? 
Because, I mean, not everybody can no. come back from something and as traumatic as that. Yeah. Yeah. And he's retired as now, but he said, I still see him mountain yeah. climbing all the time. He's using that harm just fine. Oh, know? yeah, he and, is. And, yeah. Part of, and part of the rehab for them is um, a lot of it is psychological at that point, right? Are, yeah. are they scared sure. of coming back? Are they scared yeah. of jumping up for that ball next time? You know, And if you're going to become a pro, you have to do that. So you can't yeah. be scared yeah. of the situation. Yeah. For sure. I didn't come back. I had my ankle broken playing men's premier. I didn't come back from it. <laughs> Still <laughs> I stayed back. out. Yeah, not back. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you also get to the point where you do stuff for fun. And then if you have an accident like that, a horrific accident, you start thinking, i got to go to work the next day. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of the reasons why I stopped playing... Uh, some of the some of the sports that I played simply because other people who you'd play against, you know, would think they were you know pros and all that in a bag of chips and want to go out and be idiots and and don't think that okay yeah. I got to get up and go to work yeah. the next day. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Andreas? You you broke your foot or ankle? I broke was, my foot. Yeah, yeah. That was like a last yeah. last winter, L- right? last year. So last were you year. were you scared coming back into? Uh, I wasn't scared. I mean. Oh come on! Come on! Well, we saw you, we <laughs> saw we saw you play <laughs> Earl Kitman in a one v one. You looked a little nervous. What was that fear? What was the score in that game? I forgot. Doesn't matter what the score was. In you that know what? That was prior to the, my the, foot the break. magical part yeah. about that game was the amount of pasta that he inhaled right before going out and running. You got, you got a carb load, D Dub. Got a carb load. You got a carb load. <laughs> Speaking of carb loads, we're going to load up on a bit of a break here and uh, replenish some segue. We're going to replenish some of the uh, glasses that are around us. Uh, Thanking everybody who listened to us on Facebook. We're going to take uh, a break here. We are, as I've said this now for three episodes, but we are working on uh, having this be live for an entire show. So uh, we'll eventually get there. Bear with us, Facebook friends, and uh, all those that are uh, fans of FC Edmonton and and the podcast, which is great. So... um, Jose, we're going to continue with you in a little bit here, uh, as will the rest of us. But uh, first break is coming up. Uh, Keep in mind, get those season tickets last night, tonight, for you people that are live. Um, Get those phone calls in. Uh, Christine Penner or uh, Carlos Herrera. Um, Give them a shout, and you can get some tickets and uh, get that third jersey, all right? This is Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Evans, and coming to you live from the First Round Sports Restaurant in downtown Edmonton. We'll be right back. Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. And we're back. Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton, coming to you live from the First Round Sports Restaurant. And we are going for segment two on Facebook. We are live still on Facebook. Breaking down walls. Breaking down down walls. And, And who... Got us to go live again on Facebook. Hip hip Jose. Hip hip Jose. That one in a while. Oh, Jose. Oh, Jose. Did you actually tweet? Did you tweet that out or put that on Facebook that we're live again? Yes, I did. did I, put on, uh, I put it on our Twitter and yeah. I put it in our, our Every, Facebook. Everybody's left awesome. already though. There's so <laughs> no, no. no. Got, uh, Come on, yeah. Who's jumping on? Who's jumping on? Oh, uh, we got uh, my uncle Fred. Yeah. Hey, hey, Fred. Uh, we got James Fred. Nielsen. Jimmy. Jimmy, I'm going to pick that mattress up tomorrow morning. Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. All right. Back to the questions for our friend Jose. Do we have some questions? I think there was one for Jeff, no? Was there one no. for Jeff? I, well, I do have a question. Oh. <laughs> but I thought no, 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 are we ready for this legit. question? Do we, I think we're going to no, do... There was a question about Dustin. Yeah. 
Well, then, you know, we'll, 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 do, that. we'll do that. We'll, we'll do that. Get to we'll that get later. to it a little bit later. Yeah, we'll get to that one later when we're not live. Okay. Um, what do you mean? We're going to be live the whole yeah, show. We're live. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> one question I do have for um, Jose is besides, because obviously you, you have to do all your medical training and you go to school a long time for that. So what skills, what skills do you require to do the job with professional footballers that they probably didn't teach you in school? Um, you have to be able to take the banter, for sure. For sure. Right? That's that locker room that uh, it's not an easy... I don't want to say it's not an easy locker room to be in, but there's definitely a lot of banter and a lot of um, things that are said joking around that you don't. That's not definitely not taught. Right. It just comes with the camaraderie and and being sure. being involved in the team. Who's and the best? Who's the best? Well, hang on. It's, it's, the best trust me, in the team. it's not just aimed at one person. Oh, like no, the, no, it no, happens no. to all of us. It's all everybody. of us. No, of course. All, there's there's piss taking going on left, to right, players, and yeah. center. Players to coaches. Who's the best at it? The banter? Yeah. Thanks. I don't know. I, don't, I, I, I want to say Jose's had moments, Thank but you. I think everyone's yeah, had I'm moments. definitely the best, I think. Yeah. There you go. Come oh. on. <laughs> Jose's the know. best. Nick's this, pretty good. Nick's, Nick's, Nick's good at banter because yeah. he's uh, he's dry and he just all of a sudden hits you with something you don't. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, it yeah. takes you five minutes to realize he's just zinged you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a sec! I resembled that comment. <laughs> something like that. Um, I don't know. I'm going Uncle Buck again. I Sorry. Think Nathan is 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 up there right yeah, now. He here. says he says yeah. things here and there. I think he's still coming into the team, but he'll say one or two things to me. Is that, he the same person as Nathan? <laughs> Nathan. Nathan. Yeah. Nate, no, it's without the H. W, yeah. N- <laughs> Nathan. 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 Nathan, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be it's good, Nathan. too. I'm sorry, we're changing the subject yeah. slightly, but. Uh, that's a good fill in for uh, Eckersley there, for sure. How about. Yeah, um, definitely. How about, uh, like, psychology? Because I imagine. The in the, well, I mean, I think in, the, in your room, I mean, that's. That's almost like a, a place for players to to be able to just kind of say and, and oh, talk. And, and you do hear quite you know, a bit of, sure. um, and they need that. I the think though. they need that environment, right? Yeah, yeah. And you got to be able to know what, like, because they they confide in in myself and, right. and Brandon as well. So you got to be able to know that they can trust you and say things that it's not going to get back to the coaches. And of course, there's things that you have. What to. are they saying about JP and D Dub? Hey, I'll tell you when we're not live. Oh, <laughs> thanks. thanks. No, yeah. but I mean, there's there's definitely that where they'll, they'll, yeah. that the everybody knows the treatment room, the taping room, whatever you want to call it is. Mm-hmm. It's, a lot of things are said there that kind of stay in there. And, so it's like and Vegas. So, no, like and I can appreciate like they do stay there. I I, I credit you and uh, and Salty for that because I think it's you know it's one thing. Obviously, you're part of the staff. But um, I think you have to have a different relationship with, with players than, than, say, and even I, to some extent, have a much different relationship with players than the gaffer's going to have. And I get to be the, you know, I get to be the good cop if he's the bad cop. But it's still even different in your environment. Def- and definitely they need have that, that trust, roles. right? Yeah. yeah. What does that make me? The goalkeeper coach. <laughs> the jester. <laughs> Thanks, the jester. Yeah. Your, your uncle. I'm the sideshow. <laughs> no, it's not good. Sideshow Bob. <laughs> yeah. Minus the hair. Or something like that. So, hey, <laughs> you've got a bit of an issue, don't you, with the, the old therapy thing. What's your issue? What boggles your mind? What don't you want to touch? Oh, uh, he's hinting at I just I don't like uh, touching feet. I was on absolute pins and needles there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just going. Are we actually at live? No, but yeah. I was actually just yeah. growing up. 
and my brothers both knew it. I just hated their feet touching me, and they'll, they'll actually literally just put their foot on me just because they know how much I, I don't like it. But it's kind of funny going into a profession that, especially well, with that's, soccer. That's why I brought it up, because I knew you'd catch feet. on to what I was getting yeah, after. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, to have to get over that, because it's a constant thing, especially in, in soccer. Yeah. You're dealing with ankles, feet, legs, all that, you know, all that attached stuff just there. Put that aside, and then... Just get do on with it. To do, yeah. Professional. Then wash your hands and go, ooh, afterwards. Yeah, how many times do you get to wash your lots hands? Of, <laughs> lots of washing your hands, yeah. I've been asked if I'm a germaphobe before just because I'm always washing my hands. And, but it's yeah, just, but that makes sense. If you're you have to do, you know, in that line of work. has mumps. Like, what are we going to do? <laughs> I didn't have mumps. <laughs> I, uh, I, I thought I had, I had the whole lump going on, and it, it must have been something I ate. That was something he was saving for later. No, because apparently it's your saliva glands that you'll notice when you get mumps, swells up and all that type of stuff. And but it can happen if you have anything pickled or you probably just saw a tasty burger on TV. <laughs> no, it was it was salsa. There was a salsa that, that I had and it was bad. And it was bad salsa, yeah, and bad it reacted salsa. with the uh, the saliva gland. And next thing you know, I'm uh, calling the doc, thinking I got mumps. I'm waiting, yeah. And then I go and in there. Said, and it was, no, it's bad salsa. Get out. She said, they, "She said you got bupkis. Get the hell out. Get out there and go to work." Speaking of that, that's one you didn't mention is Doctor Frieda. I did. Oh, did yeah, 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 he did. He did. He did. Yeah. Wagner. And, and she's been fantastic. The yeah, whole she's time, been that's great. For sure. She's been really great. Um, let's shift gears a little bit, guys, uh, and talk uh, a bit more about the FC uh, Edmonton preseason, okay. how it's going. Uh, in particular, um, the sessions we're actually going to be heading into um, a footfield uh, and tomorrow, yeah. and uh, have a bit of a bit of an inner squad. See how things go. Bring some of the academy in yeah. uh, to help out numbers wise. We got two new signings coming into the mix. Yeah, uh, we can Dean, talk about them Dean as well. and we can talk about them. Dean yeah. Shields and uh, Adam Straith. Yeah, that's right. Thoughts after today's training session? They've actually trained full today. Yeah, you know what? Positive for both. Yeah. I got to say, and you know, when um, we looked at video. Uh, of Dean, we saw a player that played as a kind of a number ten mm-hmm. and um, was good at coming back and picking up the ball and, and then driving up back lines. And I think we got a glimpse of that today. I think we got a glimpse of a player that's very clever off the ball, gets into good positions, likes to play between the, the holding midfield player and the back line, and he got on the ball quite a bit today. And um, yeah, and, and a good touch. I mean, good I think feet. you mentioned good that he'll say that well, uh, his touch was quite I, good. So I, I think the quality touch it and the vision of some of the unexpected passes he made. Was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. The way he, he could uh, find players in in, in gaps uh, during the training session, it was it was really good. He's a smart footballer. He's very smart. And his experience. He's thirty two. Um, yeah, he, he, you saw it again. It's um, it's good because you bring a player in. He's he's when did he fly in, Dre? Uh, Dean got in on Sunday. Yeah, so we're already looking at like a huge, just whether it's already a bit of a culture shock, you're looking at the, the jet lag that a player like that will experience. But to see him come in today, uh, last a full session, which was just shy of two hours, to have a gym session in the afternoon. Yeah, he, so he's he's off to a very good start, and he's made a very good impression for his teammates. And I think that's important for a new player. And then we go to Adam, and... You know, obviously, we've probably all watched Adam when he's, you know, when he's been around with uh, with our national team. And um, I didn't realize Adam was so big. First of all, that was my first impression too. Like, yeah, he's a giant. Huge man. Yeah, and he's fit. Like strong, this, uh, yeah, he's strong. yeah, absolutely. And I think you got that in the fitness in the uh, medical test, right? Yeah. The doc was kind of commenting. 
Um, but what I think caught me off off guard today, I knew he was a good footballer. Like I knew he wasn't just kind of like a throwback center half that was just going to win tackles and had the ball. And we saw today a player that's very comfortable with his feet, very comfortable playing out of the back. Um, his vision, I mean, in, this, in the 4 before today, what I think caught my eye the most was how good he was at getting on the ball. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's not necessarily a, a trait that you kind of get from a, a center-half center-back. Uh, and, but he just wanted the ball. He got in good areas. He read the game. Um, so I think he's just another key addition uh, for, this, for our squad this year. Yeah. It makes us that much deeper. I, I think yeah, so too. I think that's a huge signing. I, I was it's a I, bit of a surprise too. Yeah, I was lucky enough yeah. to to work with Adam when he first came in back in my days of working with the Whitecaps. He uh, was one of the first um, influxes of players coming into the the new residency program and academy that they started uh, back in the day. It was Thomas Neendorf that started that academy, but uh, Adam was one of the first players to come in, and uh, you you could tell he had something special that he was going to go. Uh, a long way, playing-wise. Um, and he was great. I remember Thomas got him to Germany, and he played there for a little bit and, uh, you know, hooked up with a bunch of other teams. But, yeah, very very happy to see him come this way and uh, that he was available and uh, can do a, do a turn for the team. I could see him being pretty good at the banter, too. Him and yeah, actually, I, I, I can see that. He, he has already said a few already things. Started. He's thrown some jabs oh, yeah, down, for Definitely, sure. yeah. Well, here's something, good. Jay, maybe good that... Locker room. Yeah, it's a great point. It's something maybe you can uh, answer, Jay, because you deal, you deal on and off the pitch with players. Yeah, you know, you're often the first person that they talk to on the phone. You're often the first person they meet at the airport, and you have so many issues to do with these because they've got to be comfortable in our environment. I think the worst thing we want to have is a player that's not comfortable. And I know, I know how much time you spend, you know, ensuring that uh, these players are successful both on the field with us and and just it, within Edmonton, and. Um, Already, my my impersonation or my interpretation of each player so far is is their personality is being mm-hmm. top drawer, which fits in with the chemistry. But maybe you want to jump in on that because this is an area that you might know better than everybody how players really are. Well, and it's something that I had to learn along the way too, because when you first go and pick somebody up at the airport for the first time in this role, you don't really know yourself what to expect. How sure. are you supposed to welcome these guys to Edmonton? Do you take them on a tour? Do you take yeah. them right to their apartment? Do you take them for a beer? What do you do, right? right. So that's kind of an interesting thing. But meeting these guys at the airport, um, it, it, this year for sure is a big difference. Um, I think the first few years, as a club, we weren't ready to to welcome in these kind of higher end players than we're used to signing because we're you know yeah. when we first came around all due respect I say this every time yeah. but we had we had AMSL players on our team local players you know, local players who you know they can still live at home we didn't really need to cater to them like right. we do now now we're bringing guys in from all over the world uh, you know of course Adam's a Canadian but they're not from Edmonton and when they're, and they're used to something else they've all played in Europe or they're they've played in big clubs yeah. sure. and so when they come here and 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 they have to get put in a you know, a room and a and a in a boarding house. It, it's not quite up to, up to par. So, it's a learning curve, and, and I think we've gotten it right now, where we're getting good places for these guys to get to, so they're comfortable. The Wi-Fi is hooked up. They mm-hmm. they can first thing they do sit on the couch. Every single one of them get on the Wi-Fi and contact their families. Yeah. If they don't have that, if they can't do that, can you imagine going into a different yeah. place, oh, sitting I mean, there and not yeah, being able to talk to anybody? It's really tough, but it takes time to grow that. I mean, absolutely, it's, it's not something that it's some, yeah, is going to happen overnight for a and club. You don't and think of it to be something important. But really, these guys, they do care about that. That's the first thing they care That's about the when smallest, they land. It's we one of the smaller when we get here. Yeah, exactly. And then we're going to do magic on the field. Yeah. If we're comfortable yeah. off the pitch, we're going to be great on the pitch. Yeah. And that's what I've learned. And actually, Nate 
Nate, Nathan or Nathan is, is, is the kind of guy who's vocalized that the most to me with this group. Um, he's, he's, you know, uh, all players ask for things. Some of them are reasonable, some of them are unreasonable, but uh, there's just a way to ask for it. Of course. Exactly. And, and this guy's got it down pat. You know, he's professional yeah. about it, he's respectful about it. And, and you know, he. And they're he, not unreasonable asks. Not unreasonable asks. The guy yeah. needs a couch to sit on. <laughs> you know, that makes sense. Um, so there's just a really? way that this group has gone about. Uh, moving into Edmonton yeah. and, and calling this place it's home. It's a good group of guys. And, uh, it, it, is, yeah, it, is, it is a group. That's it, Jose. Yeah. We can all jump on that point. We can all jump on because we all we all see the players and have to deal with the players in, in different manners of the game and mm. during the course of a day. And uh, But certainly when I, when I look at, you know, when the gaffer and I speak about the team, when it, just if they're doing their laps or whatever they're doing, we're just kind of talking in general. You know, the one thing that we've pretty much said every day is what a brilliant group of players to work with. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the chemistry seems there this year with the players already. It seems like a seems like a, a good start to a strong locker room, but personality-wise, I mean, it's it's quite enjoyable at the moment showing up every day and getting to work with the players we get to work with. And so again, I mean, jump in on that because it, we we all have different experience with these players. So yeah, well, you talked uh, about it the other day off off uh, off the mic. You and I were just talking about leadership and how how yeah. how. How um, somebody's somebody's character or somebody's personality right. can, if, if they have a strong personality, yeah. can just kind of resonate throughout the room. I think that's happened, and I don't know who yeah. the who the kingpin of that is. Whether it be Ledge as a new captain, whether it be I Albert think. as a silent leader, whatever. And it's and it's, it's, and, it's happening. and it's positive too. It's a positive reaction because because I mean you can get it. I mean I mean we've all worked for teams. I'm sure in the past where there's been a couple of influences that haven't been quite as positive as 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 the rest of the players could be, but because they were a stronger... Um, if they're the stronger emotional person, exactly. person, their emotion will actually feed everybody yeah. else. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and then they find the entire locker room isn't, is it's not necessarily at odds with each other, but it's not a positive vibe at all. Clicking. I mean, no. I had one guy last year, and we, I mean, I'm not going to name names no. here, but, uh, we, we, you know, it was a, sometimes a struggle to, to get along or to... To, to help or want, want to work with him. Yeah. He's a totally different guy this year. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that has to do with the other people in the sure. locker room being an influence on him. Uh, he's, well, a, he's, he's almost a joy to work with now. Yeah. yeah. And, and just to kind of touch on that, Andres, I don't think it's actually one person who's kingpinning this. I think this year we have a group of guys who they all they're all are pitching in. They're all yeah. contribute to that locker room in their own way that it's they're just working well. And it, yeah. it's, it's and we're seeing it and it's making it stuff our lives easier yeah, as well. Definitely. And, uh, so much I, fun. and even oh, to add fun. to that, uh, just from a mere perspective, like we talked about last episode where Natan got off the plane and he was at a, a signing a couple hours ra- later, right? So um, this Thursday, he's going to be on 630 Chet. Natan, he's going with Nick. So he's already getting involved in that capacity. Chris is going to be at the Slush Cup this weekend signing autographs. So it's just everybody's getting involved in that mm-hmm. perspective too. And the new guys. And, um, like that's they're really stepping cool. up. They're stepping yeah, up. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. And even from uh, like just touching back on our new signings, I really haven't seen from a media perspective the amount of pickup that a signing like Dean and, and Adam have had. Like sure. with the... With the Dean one, um, we were getting requests from media from uh, Glasgow, Scotland, where they're really interested in this player, right? He's a, he's a huge player, and um, Collins even talked about him being one of the biggest signings in team history, right? So um, just getting that sort of prestige is no pressure. a long no way. Pressure. No pressure. No. <laughs> well, even no touching back on that, he, um, like the media's asked him about it. It's just like, do you, do you feel that pressure of being 
a huge sign for this team. He's like, well, I played in front of 50,000 people at the Ibrox before. He's like, that's pressure. You know, but, it, but he, says, uh, yeah. he says still, every single time you get on the field, it's the same thing, right? You feel that pressure of wanting to perform, yeah. wanting to produce results. But, um, yeah, it's, it's great to see those guys The here. UK do do it right when with the media, though. They follow their players from team it's to brilliant. team to team. So, yeah. you know, Colin's mentioned that to us a couple of times where yeah. he'll get – you know he'll still get interviews from from Glasgow and whatnot just because they cause just because he played there. On that note, guys, we're going to take another break here for the people watching us on Facebook. We're going to continue. Uh, we are going to take a short break, but we will be back in in a couple of minutes. All right, you're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton, coming to you live from the First Round Sports Restaurant, where they serve fine alcoholic beverages. And wonderful food. Fantastic food. Fantastic food. And family friendly. And family friendly. It is family friendly. It is family friendly. Great talks as well. So uh, we will be back. We'll be back after this. podcast of FC Edmonton. And we're back. Rabbit Radio Live in Edmonton. Why? Because uh, Rabbit Radio is the official podcast of FC Edmonton. That's why. Oh, that's why. Uh, that is why. Uh, hey, listen, while we, we were talking to you, Jose, we were remiss, or I was remiss in bringing up the whole... You were actually just at a camp with the CSA. The I was, yeah, the U20s. The last camp before their uh, World Cup qualifier. And where were you? Mexico City. That's yeah. fantastic. It's, it's, it's a good thing. And you, you obviously had a good time there. Yeah, it was and great. Staff was great. Uh, yeah. you know, banter was, was flowing as well. So it was, it was fun yeah. to be Gilly's be a great of friend of mine. Gilly is, he's, yeah, uh, his I think, character. the world of him. And, he's, yeah, there would be fantastic banter. Yeah. yeah. How do the athletes feel about having – I mean, I guess they're kind of used to coming into those programs and you're not really – it's not – I, don't, I wouldn't say it's always the same. They try and keep a try and keep a consistent. try and keep a consistent thing going on for sure. But uh, any uh, any issues, any problems? No, I think it was an easy transition. You know, they once they knew where I was coming from and working with the club for as long as I have, they they they're, they're a good group, good, uh, good group of kids too, right? They they sure. listened to what I needed them to do, and they knew they're most of them are, are pros already, right? So they knew yeah. what they had to do as well to get the job done. Was it more like the academy group, or was it more like the first team? It's funny because it's. I think it was like a in between. Like they're they're young, right. like the academy, so they still had their their childish um, habits, I guess. Sure. But but they're they were they were like working their pros, pros, right? Yeah. Uh, some of them were coming. I think one player was playing at Stoke. Uh, a couple other UK right. players. Uh, yeah. you know, a couple, a bunch of TFC two players. Um, so it was there. They were it was like working with pros a lot of it. So it was like I said, it was an easy transition that way. Yeah, I actually, you know, can I'll take this chance to jump in and because I defended uh, the U twenties on Twitter, you know. So people, of course, there's there's a million Twitter coaches and that that actually don't coach; they just like to coach on Twitter. And um, so they had all sorts of comments on what was wrong with the U twenties and everything they did poorly and and whatnot. And you know, I've got to say, 
been being fortunate enough to be a fly on the wall, not a staff member by any stretch, but being a fly on the wall for one of these camps and going to uh, Honduras. And, yeah, and yeah. I met you. I mean, amazing. Yeah. Having a beer with Jose in, in uh, San Salvador. Yeah. <laughs> but but in a non-official capacity, just going seriously just to observe uh, as an observer. But, but seeing what they go through in those environments, how difficult the environments are to play in, first mm-hmm. of all. So there's that. Um, you know, Rob Gale would never make ex- excuses, and he he never once made the excuse if he was missing four or five starting players from this U twenty yeah. team. He never did. He said he's 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 they're preparing, and they're going to to play with the players that are available, and he's never once brought it up. But I'll tell you, when you lose four or five starters off a rotation, any team anywhere on the planet is going to struggle. Oh, for sure. And yeah. uh, and he had to face that. Um, the Heat's going down and playing in CONCACAF. Also, you know, it's amazing because we, we, we think that, well, we should be getting better. We've got the MLS Academies and NASL Academies, so we should be developing better players. Obviously, they're not doing their job. Um, you know, there's all these type of comments on that. But it's almost like we forget that every other country is actually getting better as well. So I think they, we, they have this, like, idea that, so we're supposed to be getting better, but, but Honduras not. is supposed to be playing like they did in the, in the 80s. Who are they kidding? We're talking about they lost to countries. Losing to Honduras, the team that made the World Cup, is actually not a bad loss when you think about it. So, yeah, so you know what? So I'm just, it's just my little soapbox rant that, uh, that the U20s went down. I mean, they lost to Mexico 5 nothing. We're not going to beat Mexico. For any, for any footballing fan in Canada thinks we're going to step in and beat Mexico in a qualifier at any level, they're mistaken. Mm. They're, they're light years ahead. And uh, it's just, so that's what it is. I can attest to that, Jeff, because the mm-hmm. last night at the camp, you know, the, the staff kind of got together and had a few drinks, and and it was actually in one of the hotel, like one of the staff members' rooms, and they had boards of all the rosters and who yeah. were there, because that was the last camp. They had to pick their, their roster to take to this tournament, and mm-hmm. all these names were scratched out for different reasons. Injury, a bunch of injuries. Sure. Shamit as well was it's one of them. one of ours. Um, yeah. So there was a bunch of injuries. There was... Players who wanted to play for another another That's country. Right. There was yeah, players who couldn't get their Canadian citizenship in time. There was all these other circumstances that people don't realize. They say, That's "Well, right. why don't you just pick so and so?" You know, mm-hmm. he was available. Well, there's a lot of things going on in the background that people don't really realize. Yeah, and the timing of the tournament, Jose. Right? I mean, that tournament comes at a time when all of our players that oh, are released in North America, well. yeah. they've not been released because Alfonso Davies would have played in that tournament, but mm-hmm. the White Caps wouldn't release them. And, uh, but they had a CONCACAF semi- or a quarterfinals yeah, play, yeah. so fair play to them. No problem. Did he play um, in that? Uh, yeah, uh, I believe I'm, so. I'm trying to remember if he got uh, on the pitch I'm pretty sure or not. he played, yeah. yeah. What's um, the pool of players that they, sh- they, they, uh, they search from? Anyway. Like how big is it? Ma- anywhere. Like in anywhere. The how big on that board? How many players are on there? Oh, uh, they could have probably fielded at least three teams. Really? Oh, yeah, oh, with the amount of sure. names that they had and scratched out and, and whatnot, yeah. I would say. I was going to throw into that. It's on that list of players. Any name that came out of a USL program, MLS program, uh, NESL, has not kicked a ball in a meaningful game since November. Yeah. And that's what we forget when we play in a CONCACAF qualifier, U20s. Our players haven't played unless, they've been, unless they're in Europe. Yeah. But they've not played since, since uh, well, for two or three months. Yeah. So, anyhow, support's always there, as you know, for me, with, for our soccer program. And it drives me nuts when I read some of these Twitter comments about uh, our U20s. 
Anyhow, there you go. Off the soapbox now. And he got reunited with a former FC Edmonton staff member, Lionel yeah, Gaspari. Here we go. Shout out to Lionel. Yeah, yeah. Just to segue to that, he was uh, he was working the uh, beach soccer tournament. He was working Canada. on his sunshine in the Bahamas, wasn't yeah, it? Bahamas. Yeah. Not, not a bad yeah. gig, Lionel. Yeah, after that, he, uh, he went to go do that with the beach soccer there team. There is life after FC Edmonton. Yeah. The beach team won an award. Jump at it. Go ahead. You start playing. Fair play award. Fair hey. play. Canada. Yeah. Ninth place. It's a nice trophy. It's a nice trophy. It's a trophy. He posed, yeah. he posed with it. Put it on Facebook. Yeah. Who wouldn't? <laughs> Good for him. Great yeah. for him. Yes. Great for him. Yeah. Lionel, hope you're listening. I'll buy you a beer. Is anyone else at the table just a little bit kind of, um, we play beach soccer in Canada? Seems strange. It, really? Yeah. Didn't how I, many how many countries were in this tournament that they were there nine? No, it was a it was a, <laughs> a CONCACAF tournament, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It was. It but was. every other country does have beaches. <laughs> well, we have a beach, I guess. We have so. beaches. We have Alberta beaches. Beach, Ellerslie Beach, Ellerslie Beach, West End Mall. We've got West End Mall. Yeah, that's right. At one point, even worse than that, at one point, the Canadian Beach Soccer Program was based out of Edmonton. Yeah, wasn't like Kyle Yamada and Chris Lemire and those guys on that. Chris Lemire, legit, is a good. Is he a good beach player? Chris Lemire is just a good player, but he's unbelievable. Like beach soccer, futsal. Yeah, yeah. I, I had some uh, some players from the Vancouver Eighty Sixers when I was uh, when I was there, who, who played. Chris Franks and his brother Mike Franks were you know national team players in the day, and uh, they would go to these beach tournaments and kind of reminds me of the, uh, the just great volleyball trip. players, right? Like just yeah. living the life, or the or the downhill skiers who go to these like resorts all over the world, and yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a struggle. It's a struggle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Any, any comments out there, Jamie, that uh, we're missing or not uh, catching? We don't want to no, leave anybody. No, not right now, but uh, we can we can segue to a quick question here, if that's here. Yeah, not a um, problem. It's probably a question that I can answer the best, uh, but it's uh, Scott Lowe. Go ahead and he ask asked, yourself um, a question. Ask yourself a question. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll take a pause over right? here. And he he, uh, he just asked on an update for the season tickets, but I can say um, I, I don't have a number concrete, but we're getting pretty close to tripling our, our number from last year, which is yeah, a, pretty, a pretty good haul. Um, well done to the sales the sales team that yeah. we have yeah. at FC Hampton. Um, Jay's been uh, pushing them hard, and they've been answering with uh, the same amount of effort. They're there at night. I'm I'm leaving a place at 536, and and I'm easily still there for a couple hours. I'm going to throw this out there again. Christine Penner, her phone number, (gasps) 780-901-1597. She's on the sales team uh, for FC Edmonton. Tonight is the last night. You can get in on uh, season's tickets and be rewarded. jerseys are really cool. Yeah, and you can be rewarded with uh, a third... uh, uh, our, They're our not lime green jersey. or anything like that. I can no. tell you. They're the, so exclusive. We haven't even seen so. Yeah, It's an exclusive third jersey yeah. for sure. Or you can call uh, Carlos Herrera. Uh, 780-233-0288. They are part of the sales team with FC Edmonton. And like I said, you can get in on those deals before the end of uh, this evening, the 28th of February here, and uh, get yourself some season's tickets. And can you can you say those numbers one more time, Jerry Lewis? Certainly, the FC Edmonton Telethon he'll, he'll continues put, here. Put the voice on too. We will not stop until a thousand. That's right. Until we sold a thousand seats, come on down. Get them now. Seven eight zero nine zero one one five nine seven. You get a ticket. You get a ticket. You get exactly. Everyone gets a ticket. Christine Penner. And you know what? You want to come down and uh, watch the games Friday nights, Saturday nights. Yeah. What a perfect way to start your evening and your weekend. You know, games. I think are going to be six o'clock starts. 
Yeah. So, you know, you 8th. see. What is that? Is yeah. that a Saturday or is that a. I think that's a Friday, is it not? Is it a Friday? Fridays are Saturdays. Yeah, the second the is a Sunday, I know that. So, six days later would be a Saturday. Saturday, Saturday night. So, wow, perfect perfect way of starting your, your night off. You come and see the match. Fantastic. Catch a meal, have a hot dog, whatever you want. Get, the, uh, get a few pints going, and then you're set for the evening. I guarantee plus. Nine for that day. Guaranteed. That's a guarantee. Yeah. Facebook wow. Live, guaranteed. Right. Facebook Live, guarantee Write on the weather. Down, kids. <laughs> so is there anything, um, NESO, is there anything NESO-wise? I mean, we've, I'm not sure there's a whole been a whole lot of player signings in the last week or so. No. Really I think, outside yeah, I think of ours. notable one from Fort Lauderdale to New York was that Italian. Um, yeah, Amore. Amore, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he moved. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I mean, it's a good signing. A good player. I mean, how do you not? How do you have that yeah, background? Exactly. So fair play. Yeah. And, but that's the Cosmos. I mean, yeah. they're going to do that, and, and yeah. they need to build the team again. And well, uh, Speaking I'm, of the Cosmos, again, we were talking off air when we weren't live about the Cosmos. I and mean, Yeah, great. It's the Cosmos. They can spend money, and they can do great things. And, but they just bought, like, the worst carpet in the league, and are going to put it in their new stadium? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's is that rumor, or is that an no, actual No, that's valid. actually what I read online was that they, were, they got it from OKC, and they're trialing it to see how it goes. But... One of our players uh, played at MCU Park before and right. uh, said that that turf is the worst turf by far. It makes Hofstra look like uh, like Old Trafford, he said. Really? MCU Park's that bad. Because there's apparently two or three different types of turf on that. Nice. So they said this OKC one West would I, be a big upgrade. Can we just clarify, though, because it, it seems oddly. So they bought the OKC turf. Yeah. But the old owner took half that turf with him and yeah, ran. Right. So, so yeah. they bought half the turf. So now we're going to, yeah. I don't know. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I don't well, know. It'll we'll, be, see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We, we won't know there. until we get there. Yeah. Once we get there, we'll be able to tell. Yeah. And aren't they off? Where did they go? Costa Rica? Dominican, no, Dominican, Dominican Republic. 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 Dominican, yeah. And it's, yeah. what, a week? Oh, just over a week for us to go over to the U.K.? I legit think yeah. we might have the best preseason uh, of any club, whether it's NASL, USL, or MLS. Just in terms of competition? In terms of competition, 100%. Yeah. We, we're, we're actually going to have... Last year, I we believe we have better competition than the Whitecaps got when they went away. I think 100%. so. They went wow. to Wales, right? They went to Wales, though. I, I, I think yeah. I have to say I think Columbus. Um, Where were they? They went to Brazil. Ah, nice. And so I think the competition they had was pretty, pretty that tough. Would be decent, yeah. yeah. Well, Jose keeps trying to get us to go to El Salvador every year. <laughs> he says his uncle's got a great place there down there. Go. We can just I chill. keep wanting to go to Mexico. Team, get us on a resort. Yeah, yeah. let's go down to Mexico. Hey, free football use of let's football. Let's go to Bahamas, field. join Lionel. Yeah, Lionel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep <laughs> those Mai Tai slow, buddy. <laughs> yeah. uh, big story. Uh, big story, of course, the other day was the. Um, uh, just talk about uh, uh, NESL expansion. Yeah. And there being, again, uh, Jamie brought this up earlier, you know, before we went on the podcast, that, you know, the the, the current commissioner is being a bit more open about some of the talks and discussions with, with current um, or potential markets. And, and it's encouraging. I mean, we, we know we're a Division Two club now or Division Two league. We, we need to add four teams uh, to get to 12 yeah. for to, to maintain this. And we know that. And But all signs, I mean, Orange County now looks like uh, looks like they're they're well ahead in their plans to move forward. We know the San Diego group has Dembaba uh, and Hazard and, and a couple other current premiership players that are part of that project. And, and that's not a rumor. That's actually Dembaba speaking live on Sirius yeah, radio. He, it, was, it was funny because... Yeah, during the convention in, in Los Angeles, yeah. we were there. Demba Ball was sitting at the chair and bantering away. Yeah, so so that's actually quite public and quite open. And Peter Wilt, I've got that name right, don't yeah, I? Yeah, Peter Wilt. Yeah. Um, I think it's an organization, organization called Club 9 Sports, which that's helps right. with um, 
uh, different sports and media mm-hmm. initiatives around North America just to help with groups. And yeah. um, I've seen San Diego as being a big one that's really moving along. Right. Um, they've said Chicago is a market that they really want to get into. Things that's are right. really positive there. It's kind of an interesting situation because usually teams have they have a stadium to play in, but um, everything else comes after. It's the, it's the other way around in Chicago where they're they're really looking to satisfy that sort of mid-sized stadium in Chicago right. that they can use, but they they haven't really found one that satisfies it right. yet. So they're working on that. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about Orange County and um, yeah. uh, a little a bunch of discussion just about. I mean, they talked about getting to the number 20 in 2018, which was pretty lofty to begin with. But now they're saying yeah. it's um, like it's definitely not going to happen. 20 is pretty pretty up there because they're being 12. a lot more instrumental. Yeah, I heard 12 to start with. It was 12. They get up. Yeah, was it 12? And then yeah. well, no, 12, they, they, 12 would they be said they could, like, with the amount of interest there is, they could get to 20. Oh. I don't yeah. think that's important. I don't think getting it's to not. 20 is important. No. I think no, getting to 12 very good, that's right. sustainable and, and clubs exactly. is yeah. crucial. That's what yeah. it's yeah. about. Uh, like, that's the thing about the new NASL is that they're being a lot more instrumental with these or a lot more detailed with these expansion bids, right? You don't want to throw a club into a new season without being ready, like you can of have course. a you can have a club that's ready to go, but you still need a business plan. Well, let's start adding the mid season. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't get like that. that. It, it doesn't make like sense. That. I mean, if things are the way they are, and we play eight uh, eight teams for the spring and fall this year, and then expand to twelve next season, perfect. I think that'd be perfect. Take as the well. time to make sure yeah. it's exactly make right. sure it's done right. It's it's much like the. Uh, Canadian Premier League that we talked about uh, last week. I mean, they're shooting for 2018, but if it doesn't happen until 2019, that's totally fine. uh, You want to make sure you take your time and it's done right. On a competition standpoint, the the notion, oh, technically we've never liked it because, you know, we've played a set amount of games this year. It would be 16. So we've played 16 games, and then all of a sudden a new team or two comes in in the second season, fresh. So by the time you hit playoffs... Uh, yeah, you might have earned a spot, yeah. but you're 32 games in versus a team that's 16 games in. And again, I made the comment earlier about Liverpool and Leicester. But it's also hard and for them uh, to get into the they playoffs gel. They because gel well, they have to actually win that. They season. have to win that season, right. or else that, they combine points. They're not going to have yeah. those. But if they, if they win that season, they're in the best shape, Definitely. like the Cosmos. Yeah. yeah, when they won it on half a season, they were they were a good team. Yeah, of course, yeah. they won the season, made playoffs, and won playoffs, but they should have. Yeah. Right. Your team is fresh. Your team Puerto is a lot Rico fresher than the more likely of scenarios where yeah. didn't have a chance. To Miami, they were close, yeah. and then oh no, they, they didn't come no, in mid. They came come in start. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, they were close. They yeah. just they they dropped out at the end. So yeah. I, I thought they were going to be. I thought they, they were going to be the ones to push team. us. Yeah. I thought they were going to push us right to the end there, yeah. and they just. Uh, yeah, good. A couple yeah. other teams I saw thrown out there, Jamie. I don't know if you've heard anything. Is Atlanta? I heard maybe as well. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, um, it's a good a lot, show. De- Detroit and Chattanooga. Yeah, mm. Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Is that yeah. Tennessee? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Is it? Huh. So. Yeah. I don't know, but, but isn't, would, uh, isn't Atlanta in? Don't they have an MLS side? They do. Yeah, they have an MLS do, yeah. side, yeah. Yeah, yeah but Chicago has an MLS side. That's right. See, Chicago works out well LA's for us because we want to go yeah. inside the city. We want to be that, – That's the so problem much to be with in the, city. Uh, the fire, right? The, it's one of those situations kind of really similar to FC Dallas where right. um, they're not really in Dallas, you know. Mm. They're, they're quite sort of out of the way. It's right. been, for some people, it's a 45-minute drive. Isn't the same with the L.A. too? Aren't they out in Carson? Yeah, they are, yeah. One of the teams is. Who, the Galaxies? Yeah. yeah. Where's the new L.A. franchise going? Their, their stadium's being built right now. 
It's where is it where Chivas is or Chivas was? I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. I thought Chivas and the and the Galaxy played out of the same stadium for a little bit. You're right. They did. Sorry. Was it yeah. called a Home Depot Center? Yeah, or something? yeah. 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 which is one of the U.S. national team training, training centers. centers. Well, yeah. so is Carson though. Is That's it not? in Carson. Yeah, yeah. Is so it's StubHub now. StubHub, isn't yeah. it StubHub? I don't even. I know. think it's yeah. Pure Later, Walmart, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's it's Dick's funny. It's, it's, it's park in Colorado. Yeah, right? that, that's yeah. an that's an interesting park, by the way. Going there because it's built into the ground. Oh, the, that's the kind of like it's uh, really cool. It's, it's, it's like a neat Outs stadium. In stadium in Eugene, Oregon. Is it the same same sort of like yeah, built, built in, in it? And the the the, uh, the noise that that creates yeah. is just incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I remember going to see a game there. I was there for what was it the. Uh, I was back in the W League days when the, the Whitecaps had a women's pro team, and we went to played in Colorado, and we got to go see uh, an MLS game there, and it was it was fantastic. And you're right, it was the sound was so incredible, mm. being in this bowl like atmosphere. But uh, yeah, it was great. How did that affect the guys, Jose, just to get an athletic therapy? Like the altitude and oh, the al- in Mexico City, yeah. it's unreal. It's unreal. People, I don't know, people who haven't been there definitely won't realize, and the people who have been there. They know how much it is. It's like I was saying how I went for, or just going up and down stairs, or I just yeah, went for a right walk. There. I, know. I was going to say, when I went for a run, I, went for a I run. realized she'd be lying on air. No, no, that's not a lie. I could barely call it a run because yeah. two minutes in, I was dying. Really? Like, and Or even just doing the warm-ups with the, with the teams, I was like, oh, my God, I can't like look like I'm bagged here in my first CSA <laughs> camp. But it was, it actually, like, it takes, it's, yeah. it's a big difference. Sure. And... Definitely the guys um, playing 90 minutes in that heat with that smog as well in, right. in Mexico City at that altitude. National teams to go play at Azteca or, or other club teams to go play at Azteca. No wonder the Mexican teams have such an upper hand there. Sure. Yeah. All those things play play into it. And then, like like Jeff touched on earlier, their their programs are itself are miles ahead as well on top yeah, of that. Sure. So, yeah, they, they definitely do have an advantage there. Well, you know what? And on that note, we're going to wrap things up here. Rabbit Radio, another episode. That was quick. Yeah, episode 22 is uh, come and gone. It is flying by, and it was good. So thanking Jose, our athletic trainer. thanks for having me finally. uh, Coming (laughs) in and being a guest. Finally. I don't want to. I got canceled a couple times. I didn't want to actually say he got canceled a couple times. but If this guy's had more stories done about him than, like, most players on the club. Yeah, true enough. That's only because I've been here forever now. Yeah, he's been here. Uh, and from Andreas Morris, Jeff Paulus, uh, Jamie Umbach in the background there, helping us out with all the media and the uh, videotaping. All you folks on Facebook, our Facebook Live page, thank you very much yeah. for watching. Uh, keep in mind, the season's tickets have to be bought, so buy them. You're going to enjoy it. Friday nights, Saturday night games, Sunday afternoon games occasionally. You will love it. I throw out the numbers, but uh, Carlos and Christine will kill me. Uh, so you have until the end of this evening to, uh, to get your uh, tickets bought, to get the third uh, jersey that we have on offer. Um, so get on it as quick as you can. We uh, want to thank First Round Sports Restaurants uh, for uh, hosting us every, every episode, which is great. We want to thank the King Sign Group for our rather large rabbit radio banner in the background and the Burke Group. Thanks as always to them. We're still and looking for that Guinness sponsor. Yeah, there we go. Has he not tweeted us yet? Whoever, <laughs> not yet. Whoever yes. in Edmonton is responsible for servicing the different establishments with Guinness. There's other beers uh, we can drink. There yeah, is other beers we can, can drink, but uh, you know that's that's one <laughs> we seem to drink more often than not. But uh, anyways, thanks to everybody here for uh, tuning in and watching us. 
And once again, we'll uh, have this out on Thursday evening uh, for your listening pleasure once again. So from all of us here at Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton, we'll see you next Tuesday. You're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton.